Hello, and welcome to our Hope Story Circle, and welcome to Peace On, your source for inspiring conversations and information from thought leaders across the spectrum on topics related to the strategies of building peace, fostering nonviolence, and creating a world that thrives, shifting our understanding toward empathy, compassion, and connection. Peace On is brought to you by the Peace Alliance, found at www.peacealliance.org. My name is Terry Mason. I'm on the board of the Peace Alliance, and I'm joined today to facilitate by Liz Gannon-Graydon, who is also our, our board chair, and Yelena Popovich, who is our teaching peace in schools lead and our mindfulness expert. And our special guest today is Marie Murdoch. And Marie, I'm so delighted to have you join us today. Please come off mute and say hello. Hello, and thank you for having me. I'm delighted to have you. Just for everyone to know, Marie and I have been friends for four years now. I can't believe it's been four years. I thought it was maybe two or three. That's what COVID time does to you. Your brain just does not connect time at all. At least mine doesn't. Anyway, I'm delighted to have you join us today. But before you share your story, I'm going to ask Yelena to lead us in a meditation to bring us in. Yelena. Good morning. Good afternoon. Um, everybody, um, I'm, I'm glad to join you today in this 2023, uh, first time in 2023 year. So um, I invite you to just find a way to come to presence, whatever that means to you in this moment, whatever posture it is, um, whatever way you want to be seated, where you be on or off camera, and just allow yourself to connect first with the earth, just noticing where your feet touch this earth. And perhaps with that, inviting you to notice your body. For some of us, it might be the first time today that we got in touch with this body we inhabit. Perhaps noticing your breath. And the invitation is to just notice if there is an area of your body, mind, heart that is feeling the sense of expansion. Is there a place in your body you feel open? Maybe it's not in the body, maybe it's around the space around your body that invites you into that. Maybe for a moment, 
can expand your breath. Perhaps lift up, expand your crown of your head. And if there is a part of your body that feel constricted or tense, could you invite that to expand a bit, maybe just two to 5%. The last invitation is to expand our listening. Just invite some more openness. And when you're ready, I'm going to invite you to stretch, perhaps expanding your hands, however they want to go. And yeah, come back. And welcome, Marie. Thank you. Thank you, Yelena, for that delicious meditation mm. lately i've uh created a mantra for myself that i'm whole that i'm connected to all to all that is that i'm grounded and that i'm healthy all right so thank you for joining me on your saturday morning afternoon or evening to hear a part of my story. I'm going to start with a time um, around 2016 to 2017. This was a period in my life when my life seemed to be falling to pieces. I was caring for a father who was paranoid schizophrenic. My ex-husband and I were addicted to moving every 12 or six months, big moves. I was lacking grounding, didn't feel connected to a purpose. I was experiencing a lot of anxiety and depression. I had uh, this feeling that I didn't belong, that something was wrong with me. That I just wasn't good at this life thing. And in 2017, my divorce was final. And I found myself in a situation where I was fortunate enough that I was able to take some time to do some deep digging. 
And I'm going to use an expletive here. <clears throat> what I said to myself and to anybody else who asked me what I was up to, I said, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. What is going on with me? Who or what am I? What is going on with other people? What's going on in the collective, in the universe? Who and what is God? I had a few pivotal experiences that gave me some footing and that led from sort of one uh, one thing to another in terms of answers. One thing was I got in touch with a uh, psychologist and um, actually befriended her. And I shared with her some of my experience that I was having and she referred me to a friend of hers. And in that conversation, I was introduced to the concept basically of a survival self. And I realized at that time that there had been this survival Marie that had been sort of running the show for a decade or more. And so the invitation was given to the survival Marie to relax and to put her feet up, to sort of go into the other room. And I promised her that if I needed her, I would call on her again. That helped me do um, some grounding back into my body. Um, I kept having deeper and bigger conversations with people about the nature of reality and the nature of God. I just kept asking sort of the same questions over and over again. And in 2019, as I started to focus on my career again, I came across this, this concept. It's called, well, it's called the Agile Movement. It's in an organizational context. And I was so excited. I thought, oh my God, they get it. We're humans. I can go back to the organizational world. So I became sort of like a dog with a bone in this, uh, in this movement. And I connected to thought leaders that were in the Bay Area where I was living at the time. Um, I got deep into sort of the philosophy of Agile. I went to uh, conferences. I took workshops and boot camps in 2019. I was uh, introduced to sort of modern day philosophy. I got connected to complexity. Um, and just had this sense that like, wow, I am really, I'm on my way up. I've got this. This is good. And then 2020 happened. Anybody remember that? <laughs> David, <laughs> I see that resonated for you. <laughs> um, in 2020, I was very fortunate because while I could look out into 
the world and see sort of pillars of of uh of of society etc and things sort of crumbling if you will things that i thought that could never break and they were all breaking and i saw of course how many people were really suffering under the contexts that we all had to live in in a covid world and the loss that people were experiencing the hardships of course people not being able to leave their homes um some of the social things that happened like george floyd for example um, some of the things that were happening in the U.S. politics. And I was I was having sort of physical experience anyways with that. Like I was like, I had to remove myself anyways from getting too much into the news because it was kind of making me a bit sick. But I also sunk myself into some big mind-bending courses, about seven of them. And during this period, I started to go through what I sort of describe anyways as kind of a dark night of the soul. And in the sense that like my reality just started to really, uh, it, it, it all just became sort of permeable, if you will. And the ground beneath me seemed to disappear and it was replaced with clouds. And it felt to me almost that like every step I took, I wasn't sure if my foot wasn't gonna go through the clouds and then I wasn't gonna come crashing down. It was the most surreal sort of experience I'd ever had in my life. Never had that experience before. I don't know if I ever will again. And I had to stay so completely in the present moment. Everything for me really, really slowed down. And I started noticing a completely different experience with life. Life with a capital L. It's funny because pre-COVID, when I maybe wanted something or needed something, I might have thought, oh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this, or I'm going to get that, or I'm going to call this person, or I'm going to do this, da 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 the doing, the doing, the doing, the doing, the doing, the doing. And in this experience that I was having, everything slowed down so completely far that it created a space. It created a space where if there was something that I needed, physical or otherwise, all I had to do was just pause for long enough and then look again. And what I needed seemed to be there. Now, it might not be what in previous times I would have been thinking in my mind, it's got to look like this but it was everything that I needed. And in this way, I started to feel like anyways, that I was having a sort of moment to moment co-creative experience with life. It was disorienting. It was fantastical. It was like being in a fantasy. And as 2020 started to come to the close and 2021 came around, my reality started to sort of settle down again. Things started to become more grounded. The pieces started to fall back into place again. And I was invited to join an organization that was called the Collective Edge. We're an organization that brings uh, to people 
big mind uh, sort of topics or subjects, concepts and things. And I think um, what the point of me sharing this particular story with you is, is that upon reflection, I can see that for a lot of my life, and especially that period leading up to that time, I had found myself trying to survive in what I understand now to be a very small slice of reality. That if reality was a pie, I was trying to survive in this very small piece of it. And as a result of it, I was feeling this dis-ease. And that as my, I continued to ask those questions, as I continued to search, as I continued to follow, something else was sort of guiding me, you know, in a way, like things would just sort of come to me. But as I kept down that path, my reality completely expanded. And my experience It was sort of an ultimate kind of expansion. That's an expansion, of course, it's not finished. I think it's an expansion that'll continue for the rest of my life. That's the mindset that I have today. Hmm. And speaking of today, I look at every moment as an opportunity to step a little further into my destiny. I try to teach you take each moment and approach each person as my teacher. And I'm having a good time. And I know that my life purpose is to help others enjoy their life experience, for me to enjoy my life experience and to help others enjoy theirs. And this is the way that I do it now. So to the extent that this has resonated for you from an experience that you've had in your life or maybe somebody that you know, either way, I thank you very much for your time and for your listening. Yeah. Thank you, Marie. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Liz, Yelena. What's our inquiry today? I something came up for me and I'm and I'm gonna take like a minute longer introduction than I usually take. This week I had this beautiful a friend of mine had a free ticket to the theater. Mm. And she asked I wanted to join her. And it was basically a two-person show. There were two other minor parts, and it's called the collaboration. And it it's the story of the cab collaboration between Andy Warhol and Jean-Michel Basquiat. And it's a beautiful, beautiful story. But I, I, I had come up with an idea about a year ago, right, in my expansion, right? I think a lot of us are. Uh, I was thinking about how Andy Warhol once said, everybody has, well, in the future, everyone will have 15 minutes of fame. Hmm. And I don't know what made me think about, uh, well, it's a longer story that what if we all have 15 minutes of wisdom? I said, instead of 15 minutes of fame, I said, that's basically what a TED talk is, right? We all have our life experience. And I bet all of us could distill 
everything into 15 minutes of wisdom. And it's almost kind of like what we ask people to do on this whole story circle, right? So I, I love that idea that you said about for a long time, I'm sitting in that get to get to that small piece. But when you're ready to expand, it's because you've gotten exactly what you said. What's the human experience? But what's the piece I'm here? And how, if I share that, does it lift other people, right? That's the piece I'm interested in. So I guess maybe as we go into the, the breakout rooms, if we could talk, now we don't each have 15 minutes, but if you could kind of distill in this time that we've been sitting these three years, that was the origin of, of the Hope Story Circle, right? We started in the very beginning of COVID and I think we intended to do it, right, Terry, for, and Yelena, four or five sessions. So we're gonna, you know, here we are three years later. But it's that idea, we, if we wanna understand so many of us have been in survival mode. If we not only want to tap into our own expansion, but help that expansion for others, what's the wisdom that you think you're here to share uh, that if we could all get that, it, it could uplift us collectively? Does that make sense as a, an inquiry? Right, is there something that you feel as you have expanded that you're bursting to share with, with everyone? Um, because it would lift us all. Okay. I put it in the chat as a reminder. And also as a reminder, or if any of you are new to our Hope Story Circles, when you go into the breakout rooms, we the agreement is that we speak from our heart, to listen with your heart, to say just enough, so that others have an opportunity to share. And if you're not inspired to share, then to give the gift of listening and to be really present. It's always better if you're capable, if you have the possibility to turn your cameras on because there's only three people in a room. So um, with that, I'm going to pause the recording. Well, welcome back, everyone. Good to see you. I am very much looking forward to hearing what people have to share out of those breakout rooms. Is anyone willing to share what's bubbling up for you right now? We had a fantastic, intimate conversation, deep almost felt like group prayer. Oh, oh, well, one of our group members said that every big change starts the grieving process. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we ended up by talking about how this is a group process. It's not ever done solo. Even though, even though we imagine that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. What else? Well, we, we, we started exchanging emails because we want to keep the conversation going. Excellent. Excellent. That's so nice to hear, David. Yes. Who else would like to share, either from the other room or someone else from that room? 
what's bubbling up for you. Rob, you're on mute. We started by talking about the importance of health because I began about by whining about the fact that I had just come out of surgery oh. for for a fractured ankle. Oh, and, and how that kind of just immediately kind of shaped to reshape my view of myself and of the world around me, of realizing my own limitations, but being very jealous of people that walked by me in the hospital. So that, <laughs> and, and how, you know, a week ago, I would have had a very different answer to this question, but the importance of health. Then Bud, Bud joined us with a great story. Bud, do you want to you want to tell them how, about how what you do to maintain your health and kind of a healthy outlook on things? Bud, do you want to come off mute and share with us? I'm not sure what I need to share, but uh, <laughs> keeping your body working is such a big part of knowing who you are and finding that inner peace within you whether it be a broken leg or a broken back or whatever uh, mm. it's really really important to keep our physical health so our mental health can be supportive and as long as we know who we are deep down in here we can go out in this world kick butt yeah. like Rob said you don't realize how bad off you are until you are totally disabled sometime yeah. I was in the hospital for a long long time and I had crutches for a couple of years because I was all busted up from one of my wrecks oh boy and just being able to throw away your crutches I mean I was so frustrated I used to be able to, my left hip was busted and my left ankle. Oh. And I wore out a pair of crutches because I could carry a hundred pound bag of potatoes on my right shoulder and use my crutch to carry my left leg. Oh my God. And, and like Rob said, you were really jealous of people who had two legs that could carry that hundred pound bag. Oh my word. It was kind of a big deal. Sounds like a big deal. It, it, it's also an amazing image that pops into my mind is to see you with this huge bag and this crutch. And my goodness. Mm. Would anybody else like to share? Anything that's bubbling up for you? Marie, do you have any comments? Thoughts? Well, I want to say uh, thank you to Terry and to Yelena and Liz and the Peace Alliance for putting this together for as long as you have and creating this space where it seems like there is just a um, there's sort of, there's wisdom and inspiration and hope and love and um, 
what a respite uh, in today's world. So thank you. Um, and uh, I think to Liz, your inquiry anyways, that you sent us off into the, uh, the groups anyways, about what's the wisdom that we're all here to bring forward uh, to life and to those that are around us. Because I kind of think, I mean, those are all the little secrets, the little clues, the little keys to the lock of the universe. And if we could all share our little 15 minutes of wisdom, wow, would really propel our humanity and our planet forward. Uh, so great insight there. Thank you. Marie, could I ask you about that mind map on the wall behind you? Sure. Yeah. 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 So this is, um. so I mentioned to you, I'd been learning about some modern day philosophy. The name of it is called Integral, I-N-T-E-G-R-A-L. And um, this is, so what it supposes anyways, is that in every moment, that there are sort of four contexts that are arising in every moment. And that um, there's the, on the left-hand side, the I, your own phenomenological experience, the we on the left-hand side. So these are the interiors. What's this we space like, this relationship space like? Those are the interiors. And then on the, on the right-hand side, the exteriors. It's called the it, which is more of the material side, behaviors, um, things that we can touch, see, measure, taste. And then in the lower side, it is the, uh, in the lower right-hand side, it's the it's, which is the, the, the systemic or collective uh, structures that are arising and that in every given moment that all four of these things are arising at every time. We have a predisposition to be in one quadrant or another or quadrants. Um, but in order to expand our, thank you, Terry, that in order to expand anyways, our sense of what's happening in a moment, you would want to be able to see what's happening in all four of these quadrants that are arising. It's fascinating stuff. <laughs> the I, the we, the it's and the it's. Um, I'll put a link to the movement and the chat real quick. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for asking. Anyone else? Anything bubbling up before Liz closes this out? All right. Well, um, before I let Liz close us, I'm just going to put some links in the chat. The Hope Story Circle and Peace On is brought to you by the Peace Alliance, and we're found at peacealliance.org. Our mission is to educate, advocate, and mobilize people into action to transform systems and public policy toward a culture of peace. There's also a link to our Peace on Monthly podcasts, also a page about our Hope Story Circles. We invite you, obviously, to come back and invite your friends. We'd love to see more people here. There's a link to the Blueprint for Peace. That's been a pretty wonderful initiative we've been having, we've been had going for a while. If you click on that link, then messages will go to all of your elected officials to let them know that you support policy related to the strategies of building peace and fostering nonviolence. Also a link to our Department of Peacebuilding Legislation, HR 1111. It hasn't been introduced to the new Congress, but it will be probably in February sometime. 
We are a small nonprofit. We appreciate donations of any size. There's a donation link there. Especially, we appreciate monthly donors for sustainable income, something very important for us. And also a link to our calendar of events, which is peacealliance.org slash calendar, where you can find information about our other Hope Story Circles and other national podcasts and things that we're doing. You can find the information there. So with that now, HR 11 is for the Department of Peace? Department of Peace Building, yes. It used to be the Department Good. of Peace. Yep. Yep, we continue to support that as much as we can. So that'll be introduced in Congress. Yes. Yes. All Representative right. Representative Barbara Lee will introduce it again. We're looking the we try to keep the same numbers, which HR eleven eleven. So as bills are, are introduced, there's one, two, three, four. So they have to yeah. schedule it for when we get that number. <laughs> so yeah, we don't we have a different number. We'll do it despite having a clown like Kevin McCarthy. Well, we do our best to work with every member of Congress. So Liz, with that, can you take us home? Yeah, I'm, I'm moved to share a piece of wisdom, Marie, because of your brave story that, that I've never shared publicly before. And I'm glad, Terry, that we have a few minutes left so I can set the context. Uh, back in 2019, early 2019 for reasons we couldn't really understand my husband went into kidney failure and he had to go on dialysis and there was no place for us to sit so when I left the first day I went with him to dialysis I left and I walked I walked to the left and I found a little church I was raised Catholic and it was called Holy Name of Mary and when I looked around my husband has had a best friend who's still our best friend from childhood and I said I think this is the neighborhood he grew up in so I took a picture. There was this beautiful outdoor garden with the statue of Mary. And I said, I said, uh, I said, Jim, I said, is this near where you grew up? And he said, yes. And he said, and if you look behind the statue of Mary, there's a little plaque with my father's name on it. And the reason that meant something to me is because my dad, my husband grew up in a circumstance uh, where he didn't live in a very safe home. Mm -hmm. Got to high school and met Jim. He started hanging out at Jim's house. And then he started staying over. And my husband's father called Jim's father once and said, I know my son's spending a lot of time with you. Uh, is he bothering you? And he said, no, we love having him here. And he pretty much moved into the house. And so when that name was on the plaque next to where my husband was having dialysis, it gave me this sense of this kind of this miraculous protection. Mm. Okay. And so I used to go there. He went Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And some days I went to a little coffee shop, but once COVID hit, I couldn't go to little coffee shops, it closed. So I just would sit outside and pray to this statue of Mary and sit with, sit with her. I wanna say sat with her. Mm -hmm. And at that, at one point, and I don't wanna say I heard a voice, it wasn't a voice, it wasn't anything. It was just a knowingness. And I don't know if you guys know, like I said, since I was raised Catholic, the Hail Mary was a very much, a prayer that I knew. And I don't know if you guys know the Hail Mary, but at one point I got this knowingness that Mary, the divine feminine, whatever that was said to me, you, you need to be praying the Hail Mary differently. And she didn't tell me everyone needs to be doing it. So I didn't like broadcast it. I was like, and, and the prayer as I grew up learning it, just for those who may not know, was Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. And what she said to me was, this is how you need to pray it. Mm 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with us. Blessed are we to be women, and blessed is the fruit of all of our wombs. And it made this shift in me that as I walked down the street since that moment, as I look at each person, I thought, what if we each saw one another as the blessed fruit of a woman's womb, right? Like if we all looked at one another as kind of this blessed fruit, how much more connected we would feel. And that's not a message I've ever shared publicly in any kind of form, uh, but, but it's been my practice. And, and as I said, when I walk down the street and I just see anyone, I say very silently to myself, you are this blessed fruit that came to the planet, right? Through women. And, and so I just want to say for me, uh, because you shared your wisdom, Marie, and that was what came up to me. I, I just want to share that. And I hope as you guys go through your, the, you know, the next two weeks uh, that we think about what is the wisdom that I want to hold in my heart and how can that shift how I approach and connect with everyone that I might come across. Mm. Wonderful. Thank you, Liz. And everybody feel free to come up mute and say goodbye. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you, Marie. My pleasure. Really, Marie, thank you for your story. Thanks, everyone. The invitation. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today at Peace On. We hope that it inspires you to engage in dialogue in your larger community. Peace On is brought to you by the Peace Alliance, found at peacealliance.org.